Yo, this hot, this the spot, there it is, pod.com. We're interviewing the best comedians, so tune in quick and get your ears receiving them. We're talking about life and life to stream right to you from the microphone right to your home, dude. Side note, this might get embarrassing, but no, don't sweat, yo, because there it is. Welcome to the There It Is Podcast, the comedy podcast for creators of any variety. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's do this. Have a fun episode for you today. I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed conducting the interview. But first, before we get into that, there's something else I wanted to talk about. I contemplated putting this on the blog for the website on thereitispod.com, but I'm just going to talk about it here. So... Something I learned last week. Last week, during the show that uh, the house team I'm on, I at the very end, uh, there's a, a character I was performing with. Who the, the character was being drunk. He was he got drunk, and uh, my character just was having a hard time managing him. And then his wife, the, the character's wife, came in and said, "Like, what's going on?" And I said in the scene, "I don't know. He's being crazy." And I know better than to refer to a person as crazy, especially in a setting like that, when you're in front of people, in front of, you know, you're in front of a mixed crowd, you know, you have no idea who's in the audience. You have no idea who's paying. It doesn't matter if there are 10 people in the audience or if you're on television with millions of people watching you. That sort of thing is frowned upon with good reason. When I was in college, I learned about this. I learned that you should not say things like crazy because it's considered ableist. And uh, I was a mass comm major, so, you know, journalism major, essentially. And there were two years in a row that people from a mental health clinic came to speak to us because they want to change the stigma that people have towards people with mental illness. And both years, they brought people who were bipolar. And they were saying... They even talked about Diane Sawyer on 9-11 calling one of the pilots, uh, the um, terrorists, not the pilots, but the terrorists who took over the plane. Uh, they called him crazy. And they said that sort of thing draws a stigma towards people with mental illness. Now, I understand what a lot of people are going to say, which is, yeah, but when we say someone's being crazy, we're not talking about mental illness. And that's true, but it's not always true. There are times when we are specifically talking about someone who has a mental illness and we say, ah, oh, they're crazy, right? So we do that. And yes, there are times when we say like, oh, Kevin Hart, oh, he crazy. You know, like we'll say that and we're meaning that he's wild, right? Like he'll do anything for a laugh. Like he's just, like it doesn't mean that. And I knew that at the time when those professionals came to speak to us. But I didn't think to ask, like, well, what about in situations where we're not even referring to that, you know, like, like, is a point that people make. And I, I, I didn't ask that. But the thing that I realized is that you just have to put in substitutes, you know, like most of the time that you use the word crazy, you do not mean mentally ill. You mean something else. Right. So what is a suitable alternative? That's what we need to find. And I've never found that. And last week's show made me have to think about it. Like, what would have been better for me to say? And what would have been better would, in that moment would have been to say, I, I can't figure out what's going on. He's, 
acting erratically or or something, you know, like because I don't mean mentally ill and I don't mean to say crazy because that is something that because of the stigma and because of what people who experience mental illness deal with, that word still brings up a lot for them. You know, it's very understandable that they would get offended by it or they'd be sensitive to that. And I want to be sensitive to that. And I want to appreciate them. So I think there are times where we can come up with better words uh, that actually more accurately explain what we're trying to say. And maybe erratic is not the best alternative either, but because I'm not saying mental illness is equal to crazy or that crazy in, in the way, the, the inappropriate way that people use it is equivalent to erratic. I, I don't want to say that either. But I just want to be respectable, and I do want to use language that more accurately explains what it is I'm trying to say and doesn't offend people who don't deserve it. I'm not trying to like act like I'm some sort of hero or know-it-all, because I, I don't have, even for the word crazy, all of the alternatives. There's still times when I've, in the last week, where I've found myself saying it or almost saying it and being like, why am I going to that word again. Um, but I, I, I know they're different contexts, but it wouldn't hurt me to find other words to explain what I'm saying. So I just wanted to share that and I, I will stop rambling and I will get on to today's excellent guest, Shakotha Fields. She is one of the best improvisers in New York for my money. She is well, let's just talk to her, okay? Like, she's just so funny, and she is always a revelation when I see her on stage. Like, she's always bringing up something that I just would not have thought of, and it's always killer. So let's just talk to her about what she's up to and what she does and how she does it. Here's my chat with Shakotha Fields. Justina met you last night, and uh, she's the girlfriend of the show, Justina. And um, she... Um, uh, told you she, that you were one of her favorite performers here, and you are. Like you, oh, you genuinely are. She wasn't just saying that. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, we, whenever we see you, like we're always like, "Gosh, oh, she's so funny." Um, so, how did you get into doing comedy and performing? Was that something that you were interested in as a kid and all, or no, not at all. Not really. <laughs> well, I, I grew up in Nacogdoches, Texas, okay. and that's. And I even grew up on the outside of that, so. <laughs> Even more countryer and smaller. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't. I didn't have art and stuff growing up. Uh-huh. Okay. So how I got into comedy is I grew up <laughs> and I went to college and uh-huh. I got a business degree and then oh, wow. after that I was like I'm moving to New York to be oh, an actor. Wow. Where'd you go to college? Uh, in Nacogdoches, Texas. Oh, okay. So my so you town were there is, all through college. Yes. Wow. And it's a, it's a college town. Mm-hmm. You know, like when college is there, it's packed. When like the summer is like nothing <laughs> Nobody happening. There. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know that. Yeah, yeah, but Stephen F. Austin State University is their okay. college. Okay. And so you got your business degree, mm-hmm. and then said you're moving to New York. Yeah. Like what? What precipitated that? What made you want to move to New York? So when I was a junior, you know, they start telling you, oh yeah, yeah, you got to be a grown up now and. <laughs> get a job and things. Uh (laughs) So I'm thinking of, I don't want to have a miserable life. I want to have a fun life Mm because I'm a fun girl, you know. And what would I want to... So my thought was, what can I do that's fun Mm -hmm. and makes a lot of money? (laughs) 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 
So that was <laughs> the decision I made. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, you know, it's probably, I bet that business degree probably can come in handy yeah, yeah. In, in, in the acting world because you know how to think about money and also know how to uh, have multiple streams of income mm-hmm. and, and how to manage all of that, which a lot of actors don't. Yeah, you know. and I've even, whatever I, I was putting my acting resume together, some you know, I, someone was helping me. And I was like, oh, yeah, put your business degree. And I was like, who cares about a business degree? That, you know, but I have actually had... Um, Directors or casting directors or you know whoever mm-hmm. see it and be like, oh, I like that. Oh, cool. And I'm like, oh, okay, I don't know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but they was like, at least I know you will, you know, just by having a degree, mm-hmm. you're someone that starts something and finish it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. As yeah, well. I know that you have a certain amount of work ethic. Right. Just for you know, like completing it. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay. That's good. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is a good point. Oh, that's that's really interesting. I never really thought about that aspect of like the fact that someone just has a degree shows, especially a serious degree like a business degree. Yeah, just shows other people. Well, this person will. Uh, this is someone I should hire because mm-hmm. they yeah. finished. The, they have follow through. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that's so you moved here mm-hmm. and. Um, How did the acting world and then the comedy bug really come up? So my one of my very first classes that I was had, I went to a studio, Mm -hmm. you know, very random shopping for acting classes and acting schools from Nacogdoches. You never took taking an acting class ever, so it was basically what popped up Mm -hmm. probably first on. internet no rhyme or reason Uh so I was going to um, I don't even remember the name of it and uh, and one of the teachers there uh, is a casting director and she would come into class Mm -hmm. and you know we would she would make all of us have a headshot and resume again I just moved here so I didn't even I knew nothing (laughs) about anything Right. So she would be like, give me a headshot and resume. We have to have one in every class, mm-hmm. which people are not happy about because I just seen you last week. Okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And then she would ask us, well, who's taking improv classes? Mm-hmm. And I didn't. I had, and you hadn't. Yeah, I yeah. didn't even know what it was. Mm-hmm. And she would literally yell and say, if you're not taking improv classes, you're, you can't be an actor. Interesting. And you know, because this was a commercial class that that she was teaching. Uh huh. So she was saying, she she was very adamant. If you're not if you're not improvising, you're not gonna act. You're not gonna be in a commercial. Period. Mm-hmm. That was her stance. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I gotta get in one of these improv classes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? And so I started off at the pit because that was where I could get. Uh, like an internship. Oh, okay. So that was, mm-hmm. you know, like the first, my first right. introduction to mm-hmm. doing improv from there. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you know, I, you know, went through the, I went through it, I was in it, but I wasn't in it because I'm mm-hmm. just like, I have to do this to do that <laughs> type right. thing. And then it just evolved of me taking classes at uh, UCB, UCB and, and then, then the Magnet. And of course, yeah. you know, I loved taking classes there and a performer there now. But yeah. it was just, you know, so someone being very adamant about this is what you got to do to be a performer. Mm-hmm. And so, did you go through all of the curriculum at all of the schools? Yes. Wow, wow. I I know people who've gone through it all at two, <laughs> <laughs> but like to do all of them, that's pretty great. Yeah, um, I, I, you know, 
it's very different muscles that all three of the different schools work. Mm -hmm. So just diving deep, Mm -hmm. I like to go, you know, deep with my training. That's great. So to get the, even if I wasn't necessarily enjoying all of them, I was like, oh, let let me do it to, you know, know what that feels like. Awesome. I want to dive into that process with you and in the kind of theory or philosophy behind that. So for you, it's not only probably just to see what the experience is like and actually see it through, the following through on yeah. things, um, but then you know also what can you learn from it? I'm mm-hmm. imagining. So so that was your your thought process with it. Yeah. What what can I learn from these teachers, mm-hmm. these people at this school? Because mm-hmm. I think. A lot of times when um, people do things or take classes here or there, and I'm, I'm talking about in general, mm-hmm. it's like one-minded of like, oh, I have to go take, take from this teacher to get this. But who can you learn from in the class? Oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. What shows can you see at that theater that you can learn from? Mm-hmm. Like, go, go deep. Who can I start hanging out with Mm -hmm. that I can maybe start doing a podcast or, you know, have a A practice show or, yeah. Yeah. And I was listening to, and I've heard her say it before, and I actually heard it again last night, Issa Rae. Uh And she was talking about networking. Mm -hmm. And everybody wants to network up, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, man, if I could just get... With Tyler Perry, he put me in something, right? Right. But she was talking about networking across. Mm. Okay, so who are the people that I know that are on my same level that can help me or I can help them and we can do a project together. Right. And get something done. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah. And that is the way, because it's, uh, when I was moving here, um, I did the, I was at a taping of Seth Meyers and he was taking audience questions and I, I've mentioned this a million times before but uh, I asked him like advice and he said well you know go to get in the schools meet people because you're going to need people to do what you want to do mm-hmm. and it's going to be hard to do what you want to do so like you have to have people around you gotta have that network but wording it as like network across is such a smart way to put it because people are kind of getting ahead of themselves mm-hmm. you have to think about where you are right now yes and you can't think like well i'm gonna be with the rock yeah <laughs> or like kevin hart and mm-hmm. like well they're, 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 there's so much in between <laughs> yes. maybe that'll happen for you and that's great yeah. but there's so much in between mm-hmm. that you and have not to, to discourage to someone from going for that right but know that as much as you want something from them mm-hmm. you know like that it's a relationship Right. Right. So mm-hmm. they're going to be looking at you like, okay, what have you done? You know, like all these mm-hmm. aspects of why should I respond to you, exactly. to you tweeting me or whatever, <laughs> however you're going to like get in touch with them. Right. That's interesting. You also mentioned not um, even if you didn't necessarily like the class or the teacher, still just take sticking with it. And I think there is a propensity for a lot of people to if they don't like a teacher to just write them off, they'll, they'll finish the classes, but they're not really absorbing anything. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like you were taking the opposite approach of like, I may not like this person, yeah. but there's still something I, I can right. take from this. So I am <laughs> kind of a, 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 I like to say like a, a class whore. <laughs> like, <laughs> I always take a class anywhere with anybody uh-huh. and like just throw myself in there. Now I've kind of reeled in that in and because 
let me say that I think the most important thing when you're taking a class mm-hmm. is having rapport with yeah. the teacher, oh, right? Yeah. So I've I have stepped back from just taking any class with anybody mm-hmm. because I do know if you do don't like if you just straight up don't like the teacher or you don't respect them, you won't listen, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other side of that, I have taken classes where. You know, I may not agree with everything or, you know, maybe they're not my favorite performer. Mm-hmm. But I can't look at you and say you're further along than me. So you're doing something right. Oh, interesting. Yeah. OK. So what can I take that I like mm-hmm. and that I need <laughs> that I want <laughs> right? and use that to help me and the other stuff? I can mm-hmm. leave it. I can leave it. That's good. That's good. <laughs> like, and that, that also helps you probably enjoy the class a little more. That helps me enjoy the class. And I and I think it's important in life in general, mm-hmm. like the classes, picking people you're going to spend the rest of your life with, whatever, is knowing what you do want and also knowing what you don't want. Right. So even if I take this class, I was like, that was not it. I did not enjoy that at all. Uh-huh. Now I know, okay, the next time I sign up for a class at this school, mm-hmm. okay, this is what I'm looking for. Ah, yeah. Yeah, because then you can identify, okay, here's what I've gotten, and here's what else I need, and I know what I'm going to get from this person, because I've already been in a class of theirs, and you know, maybe there's nothing else I can get from them because of the experience I had. But So let me steer around that. Yes. Is what you're thinking. Oh, mm-hmm. that's, that's really cool. I, I like that, that approach. I've heard other people talk about, like, people who are really advanced as well, like, you know, people who had been doing improv for a couple decades they they went to a school to just see what's going on you know mm-hmm. let's just figure it out yeah and a lot of people i don't think necessarily think like that but there is always something you can learn i mean obviously if you're an advanced player you're not going to necessarily need to take a level one class or something but, but see, you I can still like yeah. get something from that but i don't i don't like it because i know that maybe it's because this is a young art and we have only so many you know there's a kind of a top i guess mm-hmm. you know the people that started it <laughs> that are running around here it's like well who's going to teach them right, right right but they can learn if mm-hmm. they're open yeah right that's true. if you're open you can learn you you can learn from a child if you want to that's true Right. Yeah. So this whole like, oh, my gosh, I've been doing it for so long. Like you, you can point. learn yeah. from someone. You That's can really learn because 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 my experience in improv is different from your experience. Right. My, the things that I teach when I coach are mm-hmm. things that I've gotten from here, there, everywhere. And my own thoughts and ideas that I've come up with. Yeah. So no one has experienced that because it's mine. Yeah. And then also everything is adapting in such a way, too, and, and people figure out new things. I yeah. mean, it's just like if I go back to the seventh grade math class that I took, then it is going to be more remedial than the seventh grade math class that's being taught right now. Oh, yes, for sure. Yes. So, like, it's sort of the same here. I mean, someone might have started doing improv in the 80s and learned with some of the greats, but... And they may have learned in Chicago, but they haven't learned from people who are teaching at UCB right now. Yes. You know, like that. So they could learn or or find some sort of new avenue or or something else there that they just hadn't done. But we and then also not but yes. And (laughs) (laughs) yes, 100 percent right. And this is art. Mm hmm. 
So what's the <laughs> what's the right or wrong? Well, yeah, like what? <laughs> Hannah Chase was talking about that last week. Is that it's not it's not an art form of absolutes. Yeah, you know, and it's true. Like there is no like, well, this is the only right way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I hate it when people yeah. talk like, well, this is the way you do it. Yeah. It's like that's the way you do maybe that one style. Mm-hmm. But what about all these other styles? And, and to me, that's what that's saying. Whenever somebody says that, like, who am I? Because I've heard people say it mm-hmm. and around people that, you mm-hmm. know, have been doing it forever and been on these, you know, like long running teams and things. Mm-hmm. And oh, well, who's going to teach teach me? <laughs> you know, like I will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? There's so much you can learn, and it could be stuff from even something you've been working with for mm-hmm. a long time. Like I saw random video on on Instagram of somebody they took a a pineapple. And I always thought of like, oh, this is how you would get eat a pineapple. You slice off the little scales and everything, mm-hmm. like outer. Like, then you have to slice up the pineapple. But this person took the like little nub and just like pulled it out, and then there's just like a chunk of pineapple there that you can just eat. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's way easier. <laughs> and yeah. I've never heard of that before in my right. life. And I'm, you know, like I've seen them my whole life. Because that person is bringing their experience <laughs> yeah yeah to to the table yeah. and i think that's maybe a whole nother podcast of, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, sure. and you know the issues in the arts you know improv the the hollywood industry and mm-hmm. you know things like that we are finally sort of seeing different experiences being more championed right now i think too just mm-hmm. like in general in entertainment yeah um and i think Magnet has done a pretty good job of just saying, like, they're different kinds of people. Let's start putting them on stage. You know, right. Let's, let's put different people on stage together and see. And that's one of the great things of seeing you on stage because, I mean, let's be honest, so many people in improv are white males. And they're, they're hilarious or, or fine, but it's still coming from one perspective because they have their experience. And that... Obviously, there's still going to be a multitude of experiences that those different white men have had because they're from different places, but they still look at the world the way the world treats them. Right. And people from different backgrounds look at the world different way. And it's always sort of refreshing to see you on stage because you are bringing a perspective that no one else on stage can bring and is not a common enough experience that we're hearing uh, off on from people on stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, what has your experience been like uh, going through that? I mean, I, I don't know if people have mentioned that to you before, or if you uh, can be an outsider and look in and notice that sort of difference. But what has that experience been like for you coming up here? Um, well, I, th- I now trust myself because I used to think, you know, coming to acting in the beginning, being a comedic actor, I knew I was funny, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you get your little, your your teacher gives you a scene, it's the funny scene, right? <laughs> and then the other actors are like, oh, I can cry, you know? So I was like, okay, well, I can't um, <laughs> dry over here, right? So feeling like, oh my gosh, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and then coming to to improv, you know, you know, maybe not the same feeling as much, 
But I had I, I did a, a I have a one person improv show, one deep, and Rick Andrews here at the Magnet was mm-hmm. coaching me. And we had a long talk one day because I think I was kind of expressing of like, like sometimes I'm like, I don't know like a lot of things like when y'all talk about, I don't watch really TV. Mm-hmm. So references. Okay. <laughs> Pop culture references. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, you know, he really, you know, um, really encouraged me. To say all that time that you spent doing whatever you were doing, mm-hmm. you can do that, right? Mm-hmm. So someone's gonna talk about you know movies and do that, and then Game of Thrones, yeah, Game like, of Thrones, yeah. and then I'm just gonna be like an old grandmother, <laughs> right, in the scene. And now Game of Thrones has this beautiful element that I don't know if they have old grandmothers, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? I don't either, but that's the world we get to build now, and that's valuable. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So that is the the thing that I try to bring. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like forget all of the the what I don't know mm-hmm. is to what you do know. That had to be because I haven't quite had an experience on that level, but I've had a similar experience of like, oh, who I am is exactly what I need to be. Mm-hmm. That's really. That, that's such a load off. Yes. When someone's just like, no, 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 the thing that you want to do, <laughs> that's what you should do. Right. And that's what I want you to do. Mm-hmm. That's got to feel great. Yeah. And and I always tell people when people say, well, you know, what got you into improv? And I was like, it was in, <laughs> in level one at the pit mm-hmm. when the teacher said, whatever you say is right. Yeah. And I was like, me? <laughs> Anything that I say, someone has to agree with. And my ego was like, "Oh yeah, this is where I, this is where we need to be." <laughs> but that is a good way to put yeah. that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that's that's just the way I look at it now. It's like mm-hmm. I don't know, and I don't. I mean, I care what you're talking about in mm-hmm. this scene because I'm truly listening to you. Right. But what I give you back is just as important. Yeah. Yeah, having that confidence on stage is really paramount, and it really comes through because you don't say things. I feel like I still say things with that hesitancy of, like, are they going to get it, or is this the right move, or whatever. Like, I still struggle with that a little bit, but I never see you struggle with that on stage. Never. Like, you say anything, and I can know, like, well... I get where she's coming from. I don't necessarily know if her scene partner gets where they're coming from, and you don't think about it at all is like it's, I don't want to say you don't care but you don't you don't deliver those lines like well let's see yeah yeah, it's always just like, <laughs> yeah. here's who I am right. it's so great to see and, what and I, always hilarious <laughs> <laughs> it's always up there like howling laughing and what I would say about people not getting your joke or I mean not that you're doing jokes but mm-hmm. maybe you like, they a don't understand yeah reference yeah. or they don't understand this character's point of view mm-hmm. but then that wasn't for them yeah, and that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, you know, you watch a movie or you hear a song. Maybe you don't understand everything mm-hmm. in it, but that's what art is—to inter- to introduce yeah different points of views, different characters, different concepts, mm-hmm. and for that person to be curious enough to say, "Oh my gosh, I never heard of that." I need a mm-hmm. pineapple. You can just <laughs> put the top off, and it just comes out. What What is this? Like, let me go explore that mm-hmm. and see what that what. What's that about? Yeah, I wonder. 
you know, how I can cultivate that a little bit better. But, you know, one of the things that jumps out at me with this is in day-to-day life, if I say something and a person doesn't quite seem to understand where I'm coming from, I don't have the lack of confidence that I do in a, in a scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I need to bring that more real-life sort of, oh, you know, I'll, then I'll just explain it to them right. <laughs> onto stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, it's, and it takes both, the both, it's a scene, so it's you and right. the other person or people in the scene. Because mm-hmm. if I don't understand something in the scene, which happens very often, I'll, you know, either yes and it, and now, you know, we're building this thing together, mm-hmm. or just ask. Yeah. That was also another one of those, like, oh, this is a load off when someone <laughs> says that you, if you don't get something, you just ask them. You know, if you didn't hear what someone said, yeah. you can just say, like, oh, I didn't hear you. What did you say? Like, that's actually fine. Right. <laughs> and so you can rest easy knowing that's their their responsibility too is mm-hmm. to either they didn't get what you said they have to just keep yes ending mm-hmm. and building with you mm-hmm. or they just gotta ask you what right. the hell are you talking about <laughs> or even like cause this happens in real life too where if I can tell that someone doesn't get where I'm coming from then I can just say this is what I mean I can right. tell that you don't get what I'm talking about <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like that's just what we do in real life we can do that in stage cause it's all we have to have that clarity and understanding right. to really move forward to the humor a lot of times. You yes. Know? Um, yeah, that context is necessary. But, yeah, and I think also another key to, 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 help, to help that out is knowing that you're not different. I think people think, okay, the thing I love about improv is that it's real life. Yes, we're playing characters, mm-hmm. but they're real characters. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's still... It's not our real lives, but it's that character's real life, right? right? right. So just to maybe reiterate what mm-hmm. you just said of like, there are misunderstandings in real life. Mm-hmm. And how do you, how would that character truly deal with a miscommunication exactly. in real life? Exactly. Instead of the improviser thinking like, well, I know there is this miscommunication here, but... We have to move forward, so let me just yes and and pretend like I know what right. you're talking about, or pretend like they understand what I'm talking about. When you don't have to do that, <laughs> you, you can just stop, and and that's that's when you have to just an improv slow down. Mm-hmm. You know, like we'll be driving in a car and you see the cliff, you stop. Mm-hmm. You're like, I don't mm-hmm. want to drive out that cliff, <laughs> right? <laughs> and that's exactly what you do in an improv scene. Mm-hmm. When you're like, oh, I don't know what's happening. I don't know. I don't know what they said. Well, I didn't hear them. Uh, and you just keep driving. No, just stop. Slow down. Take a breath. And just let's get on the same page. Yeah. But because it's performing, you know, air quotes I'm doing, <laughs> right? People are like, oh, my gosh, it has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Guys. It doesn't. We're making it up. <laughs> on the fly. On the fly. It's going to be real messed up. Right? <laughs> But that is that's the beauty of it. You know, we're still gonna you are still gonna like take this thing that was a misunderstanding and still roll with it. We're, but we can stop and figure it out so the mm-hmm. show can be productive mm-hmm. and and you know like funny. Absolutely. I want to talk some about your philosophy that you take um, to improv because you've, you, know, you as you mentioned you've been to all these different schools and you've learned so much from different people and different kinds of people and you have infused who you are in the, into what you do so what did 
what are your philosophies? If you were going to teach a class about a level one or, or any level, I guess, of improv, mm-hmm. you're going to teach people improv. Like, what are some of the philosophies that you would find the most important to hit? Okay. Um, well, first, if you are improvising, you are an actor. Mm. Okay, like so um, you're not up here telling jokes. It's not a one-person show unless it's a one-person improv show, <laughs> right? Which, you know, that's a thing. But you are here creating something real with another person. So you are acting, right? And you have to take that seriously. You know, it's hard It's hard to get lost of like, oh, I'm doing this show. You know, it's just a 30-minute show and I'm not getting paid and... You know, I don't really, you know, maybe like my teammates or, you know, whatever all that is. But you are a performer. You know, get up on that stage. You know, like come in time to warm up mm-hmm. because your your body is your instrument. Mm-hmm. Come so y'all can uh, get on the same group mind, same mm-hmm. page. Mm-hmm. And wear decent clothing, you're getting in front of an audience, <laughs> yeah. right? Have, have some self-respect <laughs> for yourself and the people that have come to see you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, this is this is just like, you, you're presenting something. Right. Put care into it. Right. And if you don't care, then don't do it. Right, right? I like that. But, but care enough <laughs> to be like, I am a performer, I'm getting on a stage, mm-hmm. and I'm coming to, to do this very special thing. Mm-hmm. And bring that that presentation to it. I've heard Steve Martin talk about that. Mm. About like, think about what you're wearing. Think yeah. about like, cause you're. I mean, I love how you put it too. Of like, you're presenting something. Yeah. And you're a part of that, and that's that's what he was getting into too. Uh, it's really really great. And that also goes into, you know, all your characters, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you care enough to show up. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, from the being on time and to taking care of your partners and, mm-hmm. you know, the warm-ups. Now all your characters, it doesn't matter if they're, you know, a hobo or they're, you know, Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> but you care enough to be there. Mm-hmm. Pre- mm-hmm. You, I mean, present with right. your mind. Right. Not physically there. Just there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right? Lucid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So that's, that is my... My number one thing of like uh-huh. just care. Yeah. Care about what you're doing. Care mm-hmm. about this art. It's not mm-hmm. you you know, this is a very serious thing. Mm-hmm. Even though we're having fun and doing comedy, mm-hmm. take it take it take it as being for real mm-hmm. for you. I like that a lot. That's I mean, I think one of the reasons I pick magnets because I feel like that sort of idea is big here of like these are real people, you know, perform reality, you know, but yeah, it's comedy, it's humor, but that doesn't mean we have to be like two dimensional. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like we're still, we're still being a person. I've heard people in film and maybe even um, improv talk about, you know, this concept of this character exists somewhere in some way. You know, mm-hmm. like, this is this is a real person who exists somewhere. So treat it as such. Yeah, like give you, them dignity. Yeah, we're getting a slice of their life. We mm-hmm. just happen to be seeing it. You know, like, let's let's be real and honest with, with who they are. Um, also, like, what you were saying in a, you know, about, like, what you wear, um, because it doesn't mean you have to wear what other people consider decent. 
clothing yeah. or whatever. Like you can wear what you want. Like it's to me, it's more saying who am I as a person, and if I want to dress up for something, like what should I wear? Mm-hmm. You know, like that sort of thing. Because then it's still like this is who you are, and and I think. Um, you wear like really like vibrant outfits. I think like Charlie Nicholson is somebody else here who like even down to the socks. Like there's some sort of thought process into like matching all these things, and it's it's so like uh, it's like an extra thing that you're that that the audience gets from from who you are as a person. Yes. And so it's important for everyone to think that you know like uh, uh, like there was a buddy of mine at my old theater where if we were told like hey dress up or something he if he was like going to put on a tie he had a tie on but it had like a looney tunes character on it it was mm-hmm. like yeah man that's so you that's awesome yeah, yeah like i love seeing that sort of stuff out of out of performers where they don't you know they 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 show who they really are yeah. in every way and that and that goes back to you know my school of thought because mm-hmm. that's not everyone's school of thought you know like mm-hmm. you have like the chicago like okay you wear a suit or, you know, dark uh-huh. color, you know, whatever they're thinking, that's, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, they're still in the mindset of look nice, <laughs> you know. Right. So, you know, I think it's the same. It's just I, I encourage your, your personality. Yeah. Or, or, you know, maybe not personality, but just, you know, look together. But it's just, right. it's very disappointing and it makes me frustrating when I come to a show mm-hmm. and performance up there looking a hot mess. Uh-huh. If you don't think that translates to your work, you're wrong. I totally agree with you. And I mean, you, you know, and this is one of my favorite sayings, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Mm. So you can get on that stage and look a hot mess if you want and think that you're going to have a stellar mm-hmm. performance. I've yet to see it. <laughs> no, honestly, though, if somebody is being sloppy in how they're presenting themselves, they're probably going to be a little sloppy about how they're going to perform mm-hmm. because they obviously didn't think about it at all (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know like they they put no thought into it so they're not necessarily going to think about anything else you know if if it's i have a show tonight what are all the things i can do to uh be thoughtful and care yeah and you're gonna hit a lot of things when you think about that you know you're not just gonna think well i showed up (laughs) (laughs) yeah that is not doing all that Mm -hmm. you can do I think we take you for granted, a lot of people, especially mm-hmm. when you've been performing a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm on a team, or, you know, you don't think you're going to get cut or whatever, so you just... Say, yeah, do whatever. It's just whatever. And it's <laughs> like, oh, man. <laughs> and then to me, that's also important because there are people that are in level one mm-hmm. watching us. Right. You there are know. people Who's that are maybe yeah. have never seen this before. And this is their first time. And this is their first show. Mm-hmm. And I've and I've been, like when I was traveling doing One Deep and I would go all over mm-hmm. and see people because maybe it's a small town, mm-hmm. right? So this is like the thing to do this week. <laughs> there. And they've never seen an improv show before, but you know, oh gosh. We're all going to the festival <laughs> that's happening this week. And they've never seen an improv show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's always somebody, like, like you said, it's either someone who's in a level one or it's somebody's friend who's just coming to support. And they're like, yeah, I don't know what this is. I've yeah. heard about it. I don't know. And, and that can, there's so many people who started doing improv who were, they were in that position for mm-hmm. a show. It was like the first time they'd heard of it. And they saw it. It was like, that looks like fun. I want to do it. 
So, yeah, if you're up there being sloppy in every way possible, <laughs> then you are sending a, a message that you don't have to take it that seriously, yeah. which is a slap in the face, I feel, to the art form and to the, all the people who are teaching you to take it seriously. Yeah. Um, and all the other people on stage who are taking it seriously. That's one of the things. I don't hear so many people talk about, I get to share this stage with so-and-so. Like, you know, Shakotha was on this stage, and I've been on this stage, and Lewis Kornfeld has been on the stage, and I've been on this stage. Like, no one really talks about, like, I've shared this stage with all these amazing people. But that is something, like, if I'm being lazy on that stage then I'm kind of smacking everyone else in the face. Yeah. If I'm going out there saying, like, whatever, I don't care, then that really is, I think, insults the integrity that you and all these other people here bring to that stage. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think there is a level of respect to show that stage and those other people who share that stage. 100%. And, and I've always been, you know, like, you got to know when to put things down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, doing this is not easy. Mm -mm. It takes a lot of energy, even mm -hmm. to come, you know, to come from uptown to come here to even do like a 30 minute show. It's yeah. like, okay, that's more than 30 minutes out of my day, right? right? right. And if you're not into it, I'd rather you stay home. Yeah. Right? Because the other person, like I've seen, I seen what improv has done for people in their lives. Mm -hmm. You hear about people talking about improv saved my life. No, I've... Yeah, I've talked to people. Molly Kiernan was someone who said that. So that's her story to tell. I won't like. Yeah, that. yeah. yeah so for you to just be so lackluster <laughs> with it, it's like, okay, if, you know, I'm not saying that it have to save your life. It doesn't have to be that drastic for you. Right. But, but if it is that for other people, it is that for other people. So respect it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's some. That's uh, I think really thoughtful and and caring. To really take that approach, you know, I think some people can hear this and say, "Oh, that seems like it's taking it so seriously, and that seems like it's really hard to do to to consider all these different people in their their <laughs> life." It doesn't have to be like you don't have to hold it that tight. It could seriously just be just caring for another person. Like mm -hmm. you know what, other people care about this, so maybe yeah. I should a little bit. I'm just gonna <laughs> show up and be, you know, look like a decent human being, be present. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, start there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. You don't have to think about everyone else's like yeah. hardships or everything and put them on your shoulders. We're not asking that. We're just saying show some respect yeah. to like other people and their humanity. Mm -hmm. um, because my thing, sorry to no. cut your thought off, but I I think one of the things that us as adults, by what corner of my shoulders, like. You know, kids are running around acting crazy, doing all these things. And we grow up and we're adulting so hard, <laughs> right? And we don't get to play and have fun. We got bills to pay. We got a job to go to. Mm -hmm. And for some people, the only time they get any relief mm -hmm. is in that classroom when they come. You know, they have that three-hour class once a week. Mm -hmm. The only time they get to, like, kind of let things go. And, you know, what? I'm not going to worry, you know, think about, you know, my... Horrible relationship, all my workload is for this 30 minutes <laughs> mm -hmm. that I'm going to be on stage or, you know, this hour that I'm, you know, hanging out with y'all before, you know, right. before and during the show. Mm -hmm. So let that kind of be, you know, like, let's just think about that a little bit of like, man, this is, this, we're going to play hard and have fun. <laughs> Always have fun. 
<laughs> you know, yeah. and 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 go hard in that mm-hmm. aspect of, mm-hmm. you know, it's like it's it's kind of like kind of like the opposite of like be serious about having fun, but no, but <laughs> but I'm saying it, but also saying it to be like no, go hard in that. Yeah, go. You know, you're gonna have fun and be silly and play these characters. Mm-hmm. Throw yeah. yourself in that. Right. That's that's like a. Drop some of your inhibitions so you can really in, get into this and mm-hmm. have a have a better time. It's and sometimes that maybe can take some work for some people if they have some hangups, and that's fine. But like if you have emotional blocks, uh, in the way of you going towards something you want to do, it might be hard work to deal with those emotional blocks. But deal with them. You know, if you're a writer <laughs> and you have you're having a spout of writer's block, it might be hard to like deal with that writer's block. But you still have to. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's something you have to do if you want to do it. And it also, like, touches on everyone's talking about self-care, you know? Like, this can be trying and, and difficult and take a lot out of us if we go hard all the time. Mm-hmm. But um, th- that doesn't mean you can't take a week off. Yeah. And, and, and just get your head centered. Mm-hmm. Or do some things day to day, like meditating or, yeah, yeah. or you know, going to a therapist or something to sort of manage everything like you can do all those things and those things are important and might be the hardest thing to do to take a step back one week but yeah maybe that's what you need and people do. don't want to do that they're like mm-hmm. okay we practice on thursday night mm-hmm. you know from seven to nine and i gotta be there no you don't if you don't <laughs> feel like being there mm-hmm. step back because yeah. there's nothing worse than having something you love and tainting it with your bad energy. Yeah, with your bad energy. And I've been yeah. in, you know, practice groups where, you know, like people have come and they have been, and I'm like, just go home. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know, well, and not in yeah. a mean way or. No, yeah. Whatever. It's like, but you it's need like to relax. You're, you're, you, you, this is supposed to be fun. Right. And when it becomes an obligation, <laughs> then it, it's, it, squeezes the fun out of it for mm-hmm. you and then and maybe even the people around and that's you. the thing because that's this is very much a, like I said unless you're on a one person show this is a group thing mm-hmm. so if you're gonna come ah, I have to be here yeah <laughs> nope no. you don't have to <laughs> like stay at right. home watch Netflix get yourself together we'll see you next week mm-hmm. no that's something I probably need to I haven't felt worn down lately but I have in the past um, where I was like doing so much and I should have probably just taken some time off mm-hmm. taken a week at least off or, or something yeah. just to give myself that rest but I'm one who's gonna like come to practice all the time and I'm fine doing that but when it, it when it becomes a problem then I do need to say like I need I need to take a me day yeah because <laughs> um, I was just looking at our my team's schedule or like just like our, our calendar and I was like I have not taken a, I don't think I've missed a practice, mm-hmm. which is fine because it hasn't like bogged me down, but I need to also consider that it's an option yes. if I start feeling bogged down. Or, for sure. Because that's the last thing. You know, like, and it's easy for someone to get bogged down with it and feel like, oh, this is an obligation simply because they feel like, well, I was so inspired by this and I wanted to do it all my life or whatever, and then they start doing it, and then they feel like, you know, not good, but they have to go because of, I I wanted this so bad and now I'm here and I can't take a step back. Yeah, you can. You can. You can take. And it's going to be best because guess what? Mm -hmm. Once you get known for being the. Stick in the mud. (laughs) You don't want that. Nope. 
you know, people you don't, don't want to work. With you don't want to be the person that nobody wants to have fun with. Right. For Christ's sake. <laughs> right. Like, that is not what you want. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. You know, and, and it's also you're affecting things. You're, you're, you know, like you said, you're around other people. So you don't want to make that moment that that could be fun, less fun because you needed to take a day and refuse. Yeah. You know, like that workaholic mentality is, you know, some people have to take a sabbatical even, even mm-hmm. if it's like, there are people who take a season off. Yeah. You know, like a, they'll take six months off of, of improv, which can seem like uh, a, a nail in a coffin <laughs> or something to their comedy career to yeah, some people. But, you know... <clears throat> Yeah, you know, like you just need to check in with yourself periodically to see how you're doing, and and uh, there there is a lot of like self care in that. Um, it's not. I, I just saw some great quote that was saying self care is not all bubble baths and, <laughs> and rosé or whatever they said. You know, like sometimes it's like tough stuff. Mm-hmm. It's it could be like crying all night. Like it's <laughs> stuff that can lead you to just feeling miserable one night, but. It's you have to check yourself. Yeah. So much. Oh, I love self-care. that. Yeah, you really do. Like that's the thing that people don't get. They do think like, well, self care. I'm gonna go get a donut. It's like that's not yes. necessarily self care. Anyway. <laughs> you just want an excuse to get a donut. <laughs> but you know, like self care is is really is t- taking an assessment of where you're at mentally yeah. and emotionally and spiritually and um, and uh, practically, like just everything that can involve doing this and and seeing where are you lacking uh, some energy or some focus. For sure. Um, So you are doing a bunch of things, it seems like. Uh, One thing that I want to talk about is Down Deep. Oh, One Deep. I'm sorry. Yeah, One Deep. Yeah, yeah. Down Deep. (laughs) And then you do ADX. Mm -hmm. Um, What else are you doing right now? And then I also have a business, Empower Improv. Oh, awesome. So that's where I, you know, I go in and I do improv workshops for businesses. Oh, cool. And then I also do one-on-one coaching mm-hmm. for people that that have speeches and presentations and things and help oh, them, wow. you know, be their best self in front yeah. of an audience. That's a business degree coming in. Yeah, here. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about One Deep. Um, when did you do that? Because you toured ooh, with it as well? Yes. I, ooh, this was many, many, many moons ago. Mm-hmm. What years was that? Uh, <laughs> I'm not good with time. So mm-hmm. I'll say a few years ago. Okay. <laughs> I don't like the way I numbers. I don't know. That's like what you know, Facebook uh, yeah. on this day is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my very first solo. Imp- I, I seen um, Ben Jones. He's a performer here at the Magnet. Mm-hmm. Do his one person show, and I was like, oh, I must. That yeah. is amazing. Started working with Rick Andrews, and then was like, okay, I want to do a show. You know, because mm-hmm. obviously I'm doing this to do a show (laughs) at some point. So I started off with, you know, just one at the Magnet Mm -hmm. and, you know, recorded it and just started submitting to festivals. Mm -hmm. My very first festival was the Chicago Improv Festival. Oh, awesome. And I, you know, went a lot of places. Mm -hmm. Very fun. What was it about? Oh, well, it was just a one-person herald. Mm -hmm. But I did clowning for my opening in my games. Oh, that's Which is very fun. So... A very a, a lot of audience interaction. Oh, that is mm-hmm. a really smart idea. Yeah. So I the, did a one person herald once and it's like there's so much you have to remember, but 
taking that approach uh, is way more fun than what I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I took a, a clowning class at the mm -hmm. Barrel Group when I was going there, and mm -hmm. I, you know, that's an, this is a perfect example of my my best friend was at the acting school was like, we gotta take clowning. And I was like, okay, whatever. Because again, I'm a class war, so I take any class. And then I get there and I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> this is weird. I don't, we're like looking at the wall. I don't know. We're <laughs> just walking around with like a scarf on us. This is weird. But I've paid my money mm -hmm. and I'm here. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I threw myself and I was like, here's the weirdness, yes. <laughs> right. And never thought about it again. Mm -hmm. And um, whenever I was, when Rick was saying, you know, like, you know, what can we do? Mm -hmm. What are what are some things that you have? Oh, so you're like, well, I've done clown. And then I was like, <laughs> well, it was first. I was like, mm, I don't know, like how, like if we do a hair, like what can be the game or what can be mm -hmm. in that space? And I'm mm -hmm. just like, I don't know. Then I was like, hmm, let's try clowning, and it mm -hmm. and it worked. Yeah. And I was like. And in the audience participation part aspect of that. Yes. Oh, gosh. That, that's so smart. Mm -hmm. I, I bet that was so fun. It was so for fun. For everybody. For everybody. <laughs> yeah. And that was, you know, that's a perfect example of, like, it doesn't matter mm -hmm. what you think about what's going on. Mm -hmm. If you're there, just fall in it. Uh-huh. You know? Because yeah. I never would have thought that. You know, in the beginning, like I said, the very first class, I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> but then, you know, like I said, I'm here, uh -huh. fell in it, and, you know, absorbed it. Mm -hmm. And I, that was, I use that to travel all over the world and, <laughs> you That's know, so cool. and do my show. And uh -huh. because, because I, because I, if I had a stank attitude and been like, ugh, what are we doing? Yeah. I, I never would have had my one person show. Right. Yeah, even if you went to every class with that attitude mm -hmm. of like, oh, I gotta be here, <laughs> I paid for it, so it's an obligation, then you, yeah, you wouldn't have absorbed it. Yeah. Oh, gosh. But yeah, just coming out very, very still and calm. Because, mm -hmm. you know, most improv shows, we start, <laughs> you know. So I just wanted to have a very special, <laughs> you know, something different. Yeah. So just coming out and just connecting with the audience. Mm -hmm. That's the f that's how I started uh -huh. all my shows. Very yeah. quiet. <laughs> and let's just connect. Because I'm up there all by myself. Mm -hmm. So the, the energy is my energy. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like I was just like kind of stealing <laughs> from the audience. So I was like, you're going to help me do this because... <laughs> I'm up here all by myself. <laughs> I um, I love that. That's really inspiring. All of that. When you started getting on more more shows here, um, like how long have you been doing ADX? Ooh, again, again with the years. I think maybe like maybe two years. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a year and a half. <laughs> Were you on the house that. teams before that? Yes. Doing, okay. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I did all the levels here. Mm -hmm. It was on Wednesday night for mm -hmm. a long time. Then, um, um, then Thursday night, mm -hmm. and then now ADX on Saturdays. Oh, cool. What, what were you doing Thursday night? Uh, Ariana Grande. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You were in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that, that team was here when I moved here. It was going on when I moved here, and then... Uh, um, when was it that it, it was like a year or so ago? Yeah, that, yeah. That um, 
Neil stopped. Yeah, so then maybe I've been on idiots for a year. Then. Okay. Because <laughs> it was after that. Oh, okay. <laughs> or it could have been even a year and a half. Yeah. But, um, no, that's great. And and as I mentioned earlier, like every time we see you, you're, you're just so fun. And that's one of the great things about ADX and the Friday Night Show is that they're all these different perspectives. Like everyone has a different mm-hmm. approach to improv, an approach to life, <laughs> you know, yes. experience with life. And everyone on both of those those shows are so great at being who they are and presenting that. And it all meshes really well together as well. Like, everyone accepts everybody really well, it seems. And then, of course, with ADX, it's Marna Diaz experience. So there's a storyteller who's bringing their own perspective. Yes. Yeah. How has that experience been for you? Well, I, I love storytelling and I love mm-hmm. listening to stories. Mm-hmm. So I, it's just a treat to be there to, like, hey, <laughs> listen to the story mm-hmm. and the things that people go through in life, man. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So that, that's, that show is refreshing to do mm-hmm. because you can give, you know, you can give me a word and I can kind of filter and, like, oh, this makes, you know, A to see it and, you know, come up with something that I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but having someone to, like, an experience and not reliving or replaying out that their mm-hmm. story. That's not what we're doing. Right. But what can I take from that that mm-hmm. I thought was fun or special, crazy, mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever, yeah. and, and, and put that experience on the stage? Mm-hmm. It's very, very, very... Very fun. <laughs> that is one of the things I love about that that form is that, you know, what hits me is going to hit someone else a different way. Mm-hmm. And so we can, we have all these different angles that you can present their story in these new ways. Yes. And, and, oh, gosh. And they so get a fun. joy out of it because they just told a story. <laughs> yeah. And we just did. <laughs> and they had no idea where it was going. <laughs> But that's, 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 you know, the, the beautiful thing about art. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You don't know where it's going to go. You just no. know it's going somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we've reached the end here, so we should uh, get to creating something together. Oh, okay. Um, here's where I feel like, I'd, and whatever you comes to your mind, you, we can do. Um, uh, but there are a couple of ideas. One is, like, maybe... Uh, advice on how to learn and take things in like what is like if you were going to give me a challenge like uh, to go out and experience life and learn new things Mm -hmm. um, like what that could be or even like uh, a clowning exercise or a warm-up you know (laughs) something that you like to do to warm up like what are some ideas that come to you or or any of those something that jumps out of you okay Something right here, right now, of like improv or hmm. clowning, because I've never taken a clowning class. So clowning. I don't know if that would be easy to do. Um, <laughs> audio. Okay. One of my favorite um, clowning exercises. This is my spot. Okay. And the way it works is you put a spot on three different spots on the floor, mm-hmm. and you know all the class will be sitting, mm-hmm. and you'll. Uh, basically just stand up and say I'm going to go to my spot mm-hmm. so you just announce it right mm-hmm. and then you just walk to the spot and you just stand there right and then you say um, 
you look at you you don't really look at the spot, so you may land on the spot or not. Mm-hmm. So you would look down. This sounds like really convoluted, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and you look down and you say, Maybe I have to make an adjustment, right? Mm-hmm. And then you make your adjustment when you're like lined up on the spot. Mm-hmm. It's like an X on the ground or a T on the ground. Mm-hmm. And then you'll say, I'm gonna go to the next spot. So the the, the exercise is just about presence, standing mm-hmm. up, making your announcement, being bold in that okay being okay if it's weird or awkward mm-hmm. and like just moving through the space on to these three different spots mm-hmm. and just being comfortable okay in your discomfort maybe <laughs> and then coming back at the end and saying like thank you and like sitting down oh interesting it's very simple mm-hmm. but like doing it it's just kind of like can be very nerve-wracking or very yeah. uncomfortable mm-hmm. or very whatever mm-hmm. but like the the goal is just to this is weird <laughs> and I'm in front of you and I'm making eye contact so mm-hmm. or not making eye contact you know whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we could how we could um, <laughs> no we could do that I, I think uh, and then we can talk about how it feels yeah 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 um, and this has a little bit of a chord so I can even maybe move it if you want to actually use the space you want to do it yeah let's do that okay cool alright I'm going to Adjust the mic. Cast on the road. <laughs> okay, so we're I'm just gonna put some things on the floor. Okay, so, so you're, like here. You're setting space spots. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have one here. here. So you'll just go to the to the spot. So we're gonna sit here for the audience. Okay. And then I'll just say, I'm going to go to my room. Yeah, so you're going to, the words are, you know, you take a deep breath, you're relaxed, mm-hmm. you're going to stand up and say, I'm going to go to my spot. Go to your spot. Go down. I'm going to make an adjustment. And you just make that. I'm going to make another adjustment. And when you're satisfied with, you know, you being like right behind the thing, mm-hmm. I'm going to go to my next spot. And if you need to make an adjustment, so I'll let you do it. I just okay. want to show you. No, you're going to do it all to the thing, so make an oh. adjustment when you need. Mm-hmm. And then when you come back, just say, you know, you can just say, you know, thank you. Right, I'm gonna go to my spot. So slow down. I'm going to make an adjustment. Take all of us in. I'm going to go to another spot. Okay. Look up. I'm gonna make an adjustment. gonna go to my final spot. Keep pressing with the audience. I'm going to make an adjustment. Thank you. Yeah. I did it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's sit. How did that feel for you? So yeah, that was 
It was interesting because it sort of forces you to to accept the surroundings in the moment. Uh, forces is the wrong word, but I just mean uh, to accept everything, to really like uh, uh, let it be what it is and not try to change what you can't change. And if you want to change something about you, you can change it. But then you're experiencing like in a spot and you uh, stop, you take everything in, accept it for what it is. You look down, you change your positioning. So in a way, changing your perspective. And then you're seeing what that feels like, that little adjustment and, and how now like the difference. Um, it felt really present because I was hearing everything, mm -hmm. you know, things that I like as we've been talking, I didn't notice yeah. like the air conditioning or whatever, like all these other sounds I was taking in. It was it was really interesting mm -hmm. to um, experience to so just like really be present. I felt really present. Yes. I'd be a, I, I need to do that sort of thing on stage more where I say like, OK, I'm, I'm here. This is what. Let me just take in everything, be aware of everything. Um, let me just let this sink in. Yeah. And then go from there and make any adjustments I feel like making. Yeah. A lot of improvisers are working too hard. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's so much stuff you can use. Right. The silence, the air conditioner noise, the mm -hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I got to say this. I got to be funny. And you want like, not even nothing. <laughs> I'm like, no, everything is already done. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just take a moment and react. Yeah. And you also, uh, breath seemed to be a thing about it, too, that mm -hmm. I wasn't doing as well. It seemed like you were, uh, you know, trying to remind me to breathe. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I was, like, sort of, like, stiffening up. And was like, okay, what am I supposed to do? But you're right about, you know, improvisers putting too much. I've been working with exercises that the coach of my team has been giving us to just observe what's going on between myself and the other people or person on stage at the top of a scene and then going from there like oh i'm noticing the distance we have i'm getting a sense from this person a vibe from this person and then letting that define a lot whereas so many times what we do is improvise and just get on stage it's like i'm going to invent who this person is and what this relationship is and that may not feel natural 90% of the time, yeah. but we do it anyway. We force it. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. One of the things as I was, I don't know, I think they came here. I forget what country, but they came here. They was doing an improv show. And, you know, we were talking about going to different places and doing improv. And one of the things they said is, y'all talk a lot here. I was like, yeah, we do talk a lot. <laughs> there, there, there is very slow and it's more silent. And mm -hmm. Basically, like what you're saying, just like noticing, oh man, you're just sitting there like that with your hands. Mm -hmm. What can I take from that? And we're saying, ah, you know, like. Right. Just People oftentimes think that getting to the point means they have to say a lot mm -hmm. fast. Yes. And you don't. You can do a two minute scene where you said 15 things <laughs> at max and it's everything that everyone needed to hear yeah. you know it's just like taking that moment to be present allows you to recognize what it is more quickly and then speak to it more quickly so you you can just have one sentence to get all of that out as opposed to four yeah and we only um words are only seven percent of communication mm-hmm 
The rest, I think 55% is tonal. Mm -hmm. And then I forget the other thing, you know, just body language, language, you know. Mm -hmm. So by using words only and hammering down on the words, Mm -hmm. you're missing out on so much. Yeah. Well, there it is. (laughs) Well, there it is. (laughs) Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Ah, Shakotha, she's so awesome. I'm so very thankful she was on and shared her insights and perspective with us. I hope you enjoyed that as well. That end was, I know, peculiar to listen to, and I I shortened it a little bit, some of the pauses. I, I did my best to keep the integrity of the moment, but there were some long pauses in there. So if you want to do this exercise, basically what Shakotha did was she took a couple of random objects, three different random objects, and she put them in three different spots, really like a triangle in the room. And then we just walk to each one. And uh, you pretty much gather what happened there. And you just walk. And like she said, you're staying connected with the audience and, and you're not looking away. You're not just in your own head and walking and you're staring at the ground or something like that necessarily. You're just observing everyone and everything in the room. You're staying connected with them and you're going to the spot. And uh, it's an interesting exercise. Maybe give it a try just to feel what that is like. Maybe you won't get anything out of it, but then you'll have the experience of trying something and not getting anything out of that. And that will affect you and make you think, things who knows what and that can still be a benefit to you that's why i'm so glad that we did that exercise for you and i hope you try it out well that is today's episode and if you want to follow shakotha you can on instagram and twitter at shakotha links in bio don't forget you can follow us on twitter and facebook at there it is pod and you can follow me on twitter at jason far jokes and on instagram at jason far picks that's it for now but until next time be good to each other The music for the theme song was created by Neil Brooks. The rap was written and performed by Nick Acevedo. The logo for There It Is was created by Jeff Prater. The There It Is podcast is produced by Jason Farr. 